Welcome to the Radically Embodied Love Podcast. Get ready to enter the portal of your cosmic heart so you feel bliss, joy, and union within. With each episode, you will learn practical ways to embody love in your life so it is felt and experienced. Co-hosted by Nasreen Barbeck and Jessica Falcon. All right, so what is the cosmic heart? Like, what do we mean when we're talking about the cosmic heart? Is it something individual to us? Is, is it something outside of us? Is it something inside of us? Let's dig into this. So Nas, I wanna hand it over to you and hear from you, like what is the cosmic heart and why is it so important to you? Yeah, thank you. So Jessica, I've been thinking about this a lot. And the very first time that it came to me, which was in a ceremony and having a cosmic heart and then the meaning, the the big grandiose idea behind it to me was that first thing that came in was the difference between when we say cosmic heart and human heart is the idea of infinity and being impersonal, being universal, not personal. What does that mean? It means unconditional love. Human love is very conditioned. I know my love has been for my partner in the past very conditioned. If they behave certain way, right? I feel the love. The moment they take that away and they're no longer the person that I think they should be, then I question the love they have for me or the love that I have for them, right? So the cosmic heart is a love that is unchangeable, meaning you don't define how it's supposed to look for you. You extend in your heart without judgment and with compassion towards a human being, rather labeling that person as how they need to show up, who they need to be for you to be willing to open your heart and compassion towards them. So in that bigger idea of a cosmic heart, there is only one race and that's human race. There is no good or bad and labels in between because we, we are neither or or. We cannot define e- any person because of their conduct even because they're just not that. They're not just a label. They're multifaceted human being which evolving and is never the same hopefully most of the time, right? We try to evolve and not stay the same. Like I cannot recognize myself these days, but if I look back, I don't want to be judged for who I used to be because I no longer can identify. And I told one of my siblings this because I have a younger sister who hasn't talked to me for a while and he's upset with me, but not who I am now with the version of me that existed eight, 10 years ago. So in, when I witnessed that, then I realized 
how many times do I create judgment based on who they used to be or who the idea that I still in my mind think they are or going bigger general right I have friends who are Republican and Democrat but there are if I had a cosmic heart I do not because I if I choose side then there is a judgment that I am extending against the other side right and then the limitation of that is I would not be opening my heart fully I would not even see the bigger picture that is there for all of us to see and we will not extend that love and compassion and then division happen then separation happen right so to me cosmic heart is how can we really get beyond the ego definition of what love is right ego is about protecting ourselves ego is about security and the human law, love is based on that. If I get threatened, that fear part of me arises, I no longer can love, right? Because now I'm identifying with that fearful side of me. Like when I'm there, I cannot reach the love, the aspect of me that is there. But I cannot reach it and I cannot extend it. Right. So the moment that I feel threatened for any reason, somebody's against my idea, somebody's against what I believe, somebody's against whatever, then that's when I go to fear part of the part of me that is fearful of judgment and all of that, and they're no longer opening my heart. So in that sense, I know it's a tall order when I even say it and think about it. But I think for me, I keep going back to if I truly want to evolve, which I think we all do. And by that, I mean alignment of our soul with the spirit, meaning the union of that, right? Divine love is, has no judgment. Divine love has no expectation of disappointment. Divine love is not asking us to change for sake of the divine. <laughs> Does that make sense, right? So it's like, how can I extend that love around me without judgment, without wanting somebody to be something else or someone else for me to open up my heart fully to them without expectation of return? Meaning maybe that person is not willing or ready to return the love that I'm extending, but that's okay, right? Am I able to extend that? Am I still willing to open my heart towards the person who's just not ready to open his or her heart to me, right? So like in that, you know, view of cosmic love, there's a union, meaning I do not see myself separate from you. That's what we say when we say namaste. The light within me sees and honors the light within you. It doesn't say my personality is honoring your personality, right? It's like 
the life within me that I know is within you, right? Is saluting you, honoring you, because I see the union between us, right? So mm -hmm. it's like, how can we keep that in mind daily and practice it until we really get closer to the idea of, of having a cosmic heart? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll share kind of what it really means for me. And I think that there are a lot of overlays and yet like similar and, and somewhat different in how I view the cosmic heart. And so for me, it's really about, I think it all starts with self. And so I access that, what I would call divine love, that eternal source, the source of light that is me, that is the truest essence of who I am. That source light is in not only me, but in every person and everything. And so when I look at you, I can see you, the human self, or I can choose to look at you through the eyes of my heart, which is to see beyond the physical form of who you are to the light of source that is who you are, the deepest part of who you are. And so when I look at you, for me, it's about changing our vision. And so we're so entrained and conditioned to look at the world through our conditioned eyes, through the physical eyes. And when I shift my vision and I actually come down to see myself, to see myself, to see the world, to see you through the eyes of my heart, I open to true sight. I activate that true sight within myself so that I see beyond the illusion of form to the truth underneath, to the light, to the source, the love that exists within all things. And so how this portrays into actual daily physical life and relationships is a little different, right? It's, we use that as a foundation of, I can recognize that beyond another person's behavior is their divinity, that their behavior perhaps was not in alignment with the truth of their divinity and due to their own blindness to that truth they acted in judgment or in violence that denied their own divine nature and the divine nature of the person they were hurting or for example does that make sense um and so when i've always struggled since i was a little girl with seeing atrocity and seeing separation and seeing division and seeing and even experiencing in my own life people who intentionally hurt me and then struggling with how do I resolve this I, I literally was thinking about this last night <laughs> like how do I resolve this because the more we open our heart the more we have to sit with this pain of this disconnection and separation from love that we see on our planet and that we ourselves have experienced. And so I can, I can feel so much anguish and distress and anger at 
what I've witnessed and experienced. When somebody was blind to me and hurt me. And I could either make them bad and an enemy and deny the light in them too because of what they did and deem them, condemn them, deem them wrong. Or, which I have done, or I could choose to drop beyond the experience into the deeper truth that exists beyond everything that ever occurs in this physical plane to they are still divine. Despite their blindness and their actions being completely out of alignment with the truth of who they are, they are still divine. It is up to me to see their divinity because I'm aware of it, even if they can't. Even if they can't see their own light, I can still see it. And by me seeing their light, I give them the opportunity to see it too. And, because there's so many ands in this, what I came to and realized last night was this deep awareness that for so much of my life, I was so afraid to open my heart to that divinity and, and, and truly forgive and because forgiveness is forgive them for, they, you know, forgive them father. They know not what they do, right? They're blind. And I, I was afraid to truly forgive because I was afraid that if I truly forgive that I'm opening myself to just being hurt again. And what I realized is that actually I now have the capacity to open my heart to the other and to myself simultaneously to hold both in my heart, both the other and myself. Whereas before I didn't have that capacity to hold both in my heart. It was one or the other, that opposition out of fear that that person would have power over me. Does that make sense? And so, okay. And so, cause I feel like I'm rambling a little cause it's still very much no. in like the deep mm-hmm. formation. So, mm-hmm. and so I, how that acts, how that comes through in action for me is I can recognize that person's divinity and the truth and mine. And that's where a boundary comes in. That's where my voice comes in. That's where I can see myself and my divinity and my worth and my value and speak the truth of my heart, regardless of their blindness. And I was posing myself this question last night. Well, what if that person continues to be blind to me? Like, and, and, and I could take this into a relationship, right? Or I could take this into, say, for example, the, the blindness of women, the blindness of indigenous cultures, the blindness of people who are not white, the blindness of, of you know, political party factions. Like we can, we can take this into, you know, when there's that blindness and there's that separate and there's that other than, and there's that violence and that domination and that control, right? It's the blindness 
within them that is creating the desire to do that. And they're also blind to the person they're controlling or dominating or abusing or raping. And so blindness begets blindness, right? And if, and if we in turn, those who say, for example, have been dominated are, are also blind in turn, there's never end to the separation and the fighting. There's no end to that. You're blind. Now you're blind to me. Now I'm going to be blind to you. Now I'm still going to be blind to you and I'm still blind to you. And no one ever sees there's never any union in that. And as much as there is a part of my ego that would love to do that, that would love to push away and protect and damn and condemn because I've been hurt and I want you to see that I'm hurting and I have been suffering at the result of your actions. And I want you to suffer also because I want you to feel the suffering. I want you to suffer. I want you to feel pain. I, there have been parts of my ego that have wanted that have wanted other people to suffer for how much suffering they caused me, right? And, and, and that the part of me that's suffering is really looking for love and to be seen. And me trying to impose further suffering and further blindness never gets to the root. We all just simply suffer. It never actually heals the root of what caused the blindness and the suffering to begin with. And we never heal. We never rise out of that. We never transform that. And we just stay separate. And so if in our own individual lives, because one person can shift the consciousness of this planet, if we each say, oh, God, I know that I want to create more separation and I want to outcast and I want to close my heart. And this is what I was doing with myself last night. Like I honor those parts of me that just want to do that. And if I can choose to release the bars, to open my heart and actually feel the pain of what I'm trying to stop myself from feeling, by just feeling anger and condemnation because what's really underneath it all is tremendous pain. And if that person continues to remain blind, say the person who was dominating or controlling or raping or abusing, that person continues to remain blind. I feel that it's still up to me to see and that that's actually my power and I can see how the world and my ego would say that that's weak that that's the opposite of power because we're not fighting back right that's what we've been trained to think and I feel and this comes back to the cosmic heart it is more important to me to hold the vision of my true divine nature, my own cosmic heart. And to see that and recognize that in everyone and everything, regardless of appearances, regardless of what's happening to me, regardless of what I'm experiencing, regardless of what they are doing, to hold that vision of the truth beyond all things. Not to allow violence to continue, right? I can use my voice. I can see I can do my best by speaking. 
but and acting as necessary as as spurred by my heart but not in opposition to the other but for myself and continue to hold that vision of union of true unity as you said we are all ultimately one that union consciousness in my heart even if the other person continues to be absolutely incapable of ever seeing it or recognizing it because that that is me being true to me that is me being true to the divinity within me and them because at the end of the day what is that consciousness what is what is our salvation what is our ascension consciousness it's, it's consciousness fighting back in the physical world at the expense of what i know to be true in my heart does nothing for me maybe it gives me temporary satisfaction a feeling of victory or power it's based on the world but the truth of my being is beyond this world and it is up to me to stay true to that eternal divine light part of me not to get lost in the world of form and think that that's my truth because it's not and it never will be the physical world is an expression of my divinity it's an expression of source it is not the end all be all it is simply an expression of an opportunity to experience source and manifestation and to remember to open our eyes to that so i hope that makes sense <laughs> absolutely you know i love many things you said but one thing that you said that at least that's what i got that it's time for us to stop trying to change people but to look at it in a different way, with different perspective, which you gave us, right? And changing that, do I need to forgive this person to, do I need to understand this person? Yeah. Because we all come to where we are, to conclusion, to ideas, based on our experience of past and what have we gone through, right? And I don't think the intention of most of us be, is to harm, right? But when you have been harmed, when you have been through experiences that it has been tough and changed you in rough way, then when we build a shield to protect ourselves, that's never gonna allow us to connect in any meaningful, meaningful way to anybody, right? Mm -hmm. And the way, that's one thing that as you were talking about, to me these days, the idea of how can I look at this situation different? Because I think the reason you and I got together, we are in a way, beautiful way, in subtle different way going through the same experiences. Because this morning I was thinking about three relationships that I had and I, it just dawned on me 
that each of them hide things from me. But the first thing that I thought was, what is it within me that is experiencing the same thing with different people? And the realization that I always have hidden part of myself from myself. I have had energy of ignoring myself. And it's not a coincidence that I had relationship that they also hide part of themselves from me, right? But at the same level, when we do become in a situation, we are in a situation that we might think we were a victim, right? What part of me allowed me to become a victim, right? And what part of me allowed me to be in relationship to experience that? That's the part that I need to focus on healing rather than taking my energy on how dare that person allow himself to be a person who became, right? The person that is abused me or whatever, right? Like, what is it? Because it all goes back with my own union within and creating that within myself to be, allow me to experience things differently, allow me to attract different people in my life who also give me that energy and experience of union. Does that make sense? So what is it that I have learned these days? Like instead of my attention right away goes to the other person saying, what might have he gone through? Of course, that goes through my mind to become that person and does what he's doing or the way he talks rather than what is the agreement that I have with this experience. There's part of me is in agreement with what is happening. Let me examine that. There is a reason I am here with this person, with this experience. And let me experience, see that experience from within. What is it that within me agrees with this? So I am here and experiencing this. And when I do that, there is always something I see within me. There is part of me who ignores me. There's part of me who doesn't want to be seen. There's part of me that is accepting that behavior, meaning there is an agreement with it. There's part of me that is familiar with that behavior. Therefore, I'm in agreement with it, right? So does that make sense? Yeah, I. if you wanna finish, I wanna yeah. kind of respond to that, but if you wanna wrap up and then yeah, I'll- Yeah, definitely, definitely. So it's like, for me, changing the conversation from forgiveness to understanding so we can move forward. And instead of just looking at the other person turning it around, why is that that I'm experiencing this? 
and then what is within me needs to change to create a different experience. That's where I am now, you know, which believing, trusting the universe that I need to experience certain things. And there's a reason they're in, they're in my reality. And I'm not going to judge that. I'm not going to make that experience good or bad, even the person in front of me. But I am going to examine it from internal aspect of myself to see why did I need to be here? Why did I need to experience this? And how I can move forward in a better place, having this experience without judgment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so this is where it starts to get really complex for me Um, because I see for several reasons, I'll see if I can remember to to say them all, but one of, one of the things that is really important for me is that I see the soul as choosing to experience certain things in life that the soul desires to experience that aren't necessarily happening because we're, we're attracting certain people for certain reasons of the way that we understand in, in kind of the modern day world, but that, that the soul has certain um, things, you could call it karmic imprints or karmic belief systems or soul contracts or destinies. Like this is where, again, it can start to get more complex that the soul has chosen to bring into its life for the soul's ultimate growth and evolution and advancement. And this is because in part for thousands of years, we're healing individually and collectively from thousands of years of separation from the divine separation from seeing the divinity in all things. As we started to talk about at the beginning, you know, over 5,000 years ago, it was recognized that even a stone held the divine inside of it. Now we don't even see the divine in front of the person in front of us. Right. And so we are having to, I believe that we are having to, confront and face and see and our outer experiences the result of these beliefs and and this this separation so that we can pull our power back as individual souls and ultimately as the collective pull our power back from these belief systems rooted in separation and come back into union with ourselves and ultimately with all of life but we can't come into union with all of life if we're not in universe with ourselves because we are of life. This is where the love flows from within. It's not an egoic concept. We can't love with our mind. We love with our heart. We love through union with our own divinity. And so that cosmic union, that cosmic heart we were talking about. And so I don't personally like to see it always as like, what am I doing wrong? Or how have I called this in? And I'm not saying that you're saying that, but I see that a lot. I hear that a lot. Like, what am I doing wrong? How am I calling this in? What is like, but more of show me what I need to see and how can I pull my power back in the situation so that I'm living in alignment with the truth of who I am. I'm living in alignment with love because I don't believe I'm ever responsible for another person's behavior ever. And, um, I remember one time, this was right after I was raped, 
uh, in 2007. And someone said to me at the time, this is before I was really consciously on the spiritual path. She said, well, you must have done something in your past life to deserve it right after it happened. Oh, that was the worst thing you could say to someone who's just been severely traumatized. And I see so many people turning this concept into, into victim blaming, self-blaming and self-judgment, which is the last place it needs to go to heal. And for me, it can get messy with the terminology. And so the way I prefer to see it is I will never be responsible for the behavior of the man that chose to rape me. Of course. I will never be responsible for that. However, I could pull my power back from that experience by recognizing my own divine nature that can never be raped and can never be tortured and can never be killed because my divine nature is invincible. And for another to believe that they could have power over me in any way is the lie. And so I pull my power back by coming back into union with my cosmic heart, with my divinity, with my own true nature. And over time, I was able to recognize that in him as well, despite his actions, without ever condoning the action. And this is where it comes back into the understanding being part of the forgiveness, right? Because forgiveness is never like, oh, that's okay. Oh, that's fine. It's, it's all right. No, it's never all right. Atrocity will never be okay with me. I will never justify atrocity. I will never justify rape. I will never justify persecution. I will never justify torture. I will never justify abuse. However, what I can do is see beyond the illusion of form to the truth that lies underneath that source is still within all things and all people and pull my power back from any agreements I have made to that separation and simultaneously feel the atrocity and feel the pain in my heart of the separation. Because quite frankly, the two go hand in hand. As much as I hate to admit this to myself, in order for me to fully open my heart to the divine within, in order to open my heart, I have to feel all the pain of living in a world rooted in separation. And there's no way to get around that. It's painful. It's painful to witness that separation. It's painful to witness these things or to have these things done to us. It's painful. It is painful. And I still choose love. I still choose love. I still choose love because love is what heals it. Love is what solves the root of the problem. You know that my passion in the world is healing this split, this of separation. And it started when we started to deny the soul and woman. Well, I'm not going to heal that in myself as a woman if I denied the divinity within me or denied the divinity in man, because the whole point is that he was blind to my divinity. For me to be in turn blind to his divinity is just keeping us in a cycle of separation and blame, right? It's 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 that with any culture it's that with any race it's that with any political ideology the more we stay rooted in that separation the more we stay rooted in separation right and so it always comes back to our relationship with ourselves not in a blaming way or a what did i do wrong way but in a 
am I in alignment with the truth of who I am in my words, in my action, in my behavior, in my choices, and being in this relationship? And when something happens, okay, how do I hold myself in love? How do I give love to this part of me that needs love? Because those who are blind to love are desperately seeking love and have no idea that's even what they're seeking. And so they're perpetuating that separation because what is hell? I was writing about this yesterday. What is hell? Hell is living in separation. Hell is separation consciousness. Hell is believing we're separate from love. Hell is believing we're separate from God, source, divine. And so in order to create heaven on earth, which I'm here to do as much as possible within myself and ideally create that consciousness, we have to remember that union with God, with love, with source, with divine, here and now, in the midst of form, no matter what, no matter what. And that's how we start to create the consciousness of heaven on earth. That's how we start to get rid of any ad identification or agreement with hell, with separation, right? And, and it, it can be that simple, but the complexity comes in with how we actually do that in a way that's rooted in the heart and not rooted in ego. Keep rooting it in the heart, rooting it in the heart, rooting it in the heart. And that comes through feeling it all and being with it all not trying to excuse it, not trying to get rid of it, not trying to even justify it, not trying to forgive it, like make it okay. It's not okay. So how do we align it back to love? How do we bring it back to love? How do we bring it back? How do I shift my vision and bring it back? How to bring myself back? And what I often see, to my last tangent, what I often see is that so many people myself included in the past. And I have to always catch my ego, always catch my ego, always catch my ego is want to go. And what can you do? Like you were saying, what can you do in the relationship, right? To, to be better so that I feel better. Like, what can you do to change so that I don't have to, to feel this? What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? And there's all this finger pointing in the world. And in a relationship, yes, it's always both. And we need both people right? To do the work. Both people need to come together to do the work, to have the awareness, to have the conversations, to speak the truth, to be in their heart. Absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm not going to give my power away to that person to let them decide for me if I'm going to be in a relationship. I'm going to look at myself. What do I need? How do I feel? Is this serving me? Is this rooted in love? And if you're not acting in alignment with love, and that's what I'm devoted to, then here are my boundaries for me to be in the relationship because I'm not going to continue to accept that behavior from you because that's not in alignment with love. And by staying with you, I'm not aligning to love. And so what can I do to align to love could be leaving. Sometimes the most loving thing you can do is get the hell out of there, right? Sometimes the most loving thing you can do is give the person opportunity to open their heart. Sometimes the most loving thing you can do right? I mean, it's just express the truth of the pain of what you feel. And, and it all comes back to what is that truest, deepest sense of love with that, bringing it back to what we started with, that cosmic heart, seeing that other person's choice and sovereignty and divinity, and also holding them accountable to their actions so they can see their actions to bring them into alignment if they so choose. But we still have to choose for ourselves. Absolutely, a hundred percent agree. The same way is that I am not responsible 
for your action at all. And you're not responsible for me how I feel. Look, we all had a choice, right? In that sense, right? And the conversation goes like, how can I empower myself? What I see offer when, often when we change the conversation, right? About where did I not align and with my own divinity? I was in my false identity that I felt that I need to please this person all the time. And I'm not resentment, have resentment towards this person. Which part of me that was in a false identity that I'm not good enough. So I had to bring my standard lower and not have a healthy boundary. And I'm doing all this with love and compassion towards myself so I can create a different relationship, right? Because as you said, no matter, whenever we point in a finger, the other one is pointing at us in a relationship. There is always two sides, right? So what, what I see empowering, because there's nothing come out of feeling as a victim all the time, right? And it's not about the other person at all at the end of the day, right? What we need healing from, and you know, I agree what you said is like your soul calling you to experience, partly because there is a healing, a healing within you needs to happen, right? But changing our conversation are, because what I see a lot cause a lot of suffering is when all, all of our attention is towards how the other person did us wrong, right? And it is torture when we do that. And I don't think there's a healing comes out of that, right? But what did I believe about myself also in that process? Like that question, not from place of blame, from place of love and compassion, right? Because I am a divine being, I have the power to change this, right? And then how did I stay in that illusion of who I am that not saw that beauty within me and enoughness that I didn't have to like become that people pleaser person or become my like that I'm not enough and whatever you take me I take and not having healthy family whatever that might be right but of course we are never responsible for anybody's action they're in their own pain body they're all of that right but there's nothing I can do about anybody else's. Their own response, everybody's responsible for their own action, right? But if I want to learn and I, if I want to grow after come, like really allowing that, feeling the pain as you were saying is important because I know I didn't grow up allowing myself to feel that disappointment and feel that and I continuously, it, that's how I, created the being uh, like ignoring the feeling that I would feel within me, right? Because the energy of disappointment and I knew I'm gonna get disappointment, decided to no longer even feel that. And that's not healthy either, right? It's like, I gotta give myself that opportunity to feel it, to process it, 
And then I've been asking myself, and how did I make myself invisible in that relationship? Oh, that's how. And I felt the pain because I felt ignored. But I was part of it. I was unconsciously putting myself in that place. Maybe as you said, the soul needs the healing and I keep experiencing that un until I take a look. What part of me doesn't want to be seen? One part of me doesn't feel safe to be seen. And I continuously experiencing that, right? So like all that you say, 100% agree. And I'm obviously absolutely sorry that you had to go through that experience because I cannot imagine, you know, the, having like going through rape or things that happen that is so violating the whole aspect of us as human, right? It's like, it's just the energy of that is very heavy, right? And it's 100% that we're never responsible for the action of any other person that that's doing. And there is sadness. There is, as you were saying, you look at the world and everything that going through. But sometimes I get to the point that can I trust that we need as a human being in this world, these experiences right now? There are no other ways to move beyond this, to evolve unless we experience this. And we gotta keep experiencing until we feel each individually within us, stop the war within so we can stop the war without, right? We can stop the hatred within so we can stop the hatred without. But it's like, can we go through that like union and evolve, evolving without experiencing this, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know that part, but well, I wanted to, go ahead. I'm just gonna say, I wanted to follow up quickly on that. I know we've probably, who knows how long we've been going. I know we've been going for a while. We probably yeah. need to wrap up, but I want to respond to that because um, I do think that, I do believe, and I have seen and witnessed and experienced this in my own life that, When we, when something happens in the world or to us, when we choose to keep our hearts open to the other person, despite the atrocity, say, I have also experienced that that continuous opening of the heart can be what they see that allows them to open their heart because they're not condemned in response. And so we are never responsible for another person's behavior. And of course, when we respond in love, we open the door to another person to do the same. And because we are at a precipice and humanity coming into more union consciousness than separation consciousness to bring this heavenly consciousness onto earth in the midst of the hell that some of us, you know, have felt like we've experienced of, of separation. That the way to do this is through this cosmic heart, this radical love. And it is not with an expectation that if I do this, this person will change, but through the visioning 
of who they really are and keeping the heart open to them and the possibility of them changing versus condemning them to never changing, which is what I did as a criminal prosecutor, right? Like you're never going to change. So you just need to suffer and punish, right? And that I've seen, for example, with an ex-partner, I have had conversations in which my ability to keep my heart open to him and to express that, not in a, I want to be in a relationship, not in a, it's okay, not that I'm tolerating it, but the healing of saying, I know you're, you're more than that. And I see that. And that has allowed him over time to open his heart to himself, to do the healing, to no longer be blind. And so this is where we can all collectively in our own ways, open the door of our hearts to others through our vision and through our love and allow love to do the heavy lifting. We just simply have to open to it and, and bring the ego down to the heart so that we're not rooted in that separation and that cycle of separation, the cycle of separation, the cycle of separation, but that we, we, we stand back and we stand up and we stand beyond and we see beyond and our hearts open to a new way that we can't even imagine because it's a new way, but we can open to it. And that, that love that is within us overflowing, that includes self and other always include self and other. And we hold the both, the union and our hearts. We can heal the world this way. We can literally heal the world and shift the consciousness of this planet if we do this. I know it. I know it. That's beautiful. And that's a great place to wrap it up. But as you were talking about this, is the same concept you know, as a healer, I see the person already healed. How can I witness you in your light rather than everything else that your personality is presenting at that moment? And a hundred percent agree that when I see you, I see it in my kids, when I see them with that light, they rise up, right? They do better. So I love that. So I think that's a great place to leave it. Yeah. And thank you for this conversation. As always, deep and enjoyable. (laughs) It's been so much fun. We can go, we can take all these tangents into other conversations too. And I love that we're both have been sitting with this and feeling into this and are Mm -hmm. practicing this because it's a practice. We don't have scripts. (laughs) There's no right way. There's no wrong way. It's how can I come into my truth? How can I come into my body? How can I come into my heart? How can I listen? Yes. How can I listen and practice and practice and practice? And that's the embodiment, right? It's the practice, the living of it, the best of our ability. (laughs) And life gave us plenty of opportunity to keep re-examining ourselves, right? (laughs) One step at a time. (laughs) until we're fully embodying our golden nature on this planet right (laughs) (laughs) all right until next time bye